This is Bell. This is Thirst World Problems. And I'm here to thank you for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate all your support and everything that you've done for us. We appreciate you sharing the word. We appreciate it so much that we want to save you 40%. That's right. 40% on top of already the deep discounts that Manscaped is offering you. We want you to look your best. We want you to feel your best. And we think that you using these products is going to help you. We've got a great deal. It's already 45% off. We're going to give you another 40% off on a Manscaped Performance Package. That includes the Weed Whacker for your downstairs. That includes the Lawn Mower for your upstairs. Get those nose and ears hairs all trimmed up, look proper, ready to go. That includes toner. That includes chafing and deodorant for your ball sack. That includes a mat. That includes a nice, beautiful travel bag. You can toss everything in there, as well as the most relaxing pair of boxers you'll ever wear in your life. What makes them so great, not only is the fit, but the fact that they're a free addition. If you know anything about me, it's that I love tropical drinks, and I love a great deal. So we're going to share this deal with you. Use the promo code THIRSTWORLDPROBLEMS. Use the promo code THIRSTWORLDPROBLEMS, and you're going to save yourself a boatload of money. Now, spring has sprung, and it's time for you to get fresh. So use the code THIRSTWORLDPROBLEMS. Get free worldwide shipping. Save yourself some more money on top of already the deep discount. Thirst World Problems. Manscaped. We're going to collab to help our listeners. To help you right there. Now, treat yourself. Treat your significant other. Treat your mom. Treat your dad. Treat your brother. Treat your sister. Treat anybody. Because Manscaped products, once you give them away, can be enjoyed by anybody in any way, shape, or form. Landscape, thirst world. This is it. Do yourself a favor. Use the code. Don't miss out. Thirst world. That's it. Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share. Well, he's a character, he's a personality, right? I think yeah. that's what's missing. With yep. a lot of it, everyone needs to be a person, not every personality. Everyone needs to have their own characteristics feel right. You know, um, when the matches go on, it's not the sound of the commentator is, 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 you know, if, if you weren't watching it, you can hear it and you can just picture it when you, when you hear them, that's how it should be. Right. But now it just seems like it's just, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but is it the audio? Is it just the way it, the way it goes? It's not, it doesn't feel very important. That's, oh my god he hit him with a ball bat yeah you know like it just even moves you just you know you, you don't feel that like uh it's very special uh, maybe i'm just ranting like, it's gotta be that's gotta be kane you don't get that right like, yeah vince was that. awesome yeah vince was great uh commentator i used to love that back in the day even if he didn't know the move oh what a maneuver he'd be so enthusiastic yeah, yeah. you'd love it what a maneuver yeah. yeah that's it that's how you disguise it that's how you disguise yeah. it yeah John, with your with your podcasts, um, what's your schedule like? How do how do you how do you balance this entire network empire that you have under you? How do you how yeah, do you with everyday this? life. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's start with Sunday all the way to Saturday here. What, what, what uh, does it work? It's crazy. Full time job too, uh, wife, kids. So, I mean, it is pretty challenging it's pretty busy but i actually keep a, a folder i do it on my phone too but i keep a uh, like a notebook 
of all my stuff. So I never forget anything, keep everything in order, try to keep everything time management schedule wise, like to the T almost OCD level. You got to be like, okay, this day is, is this recording with this guy and this is this guy and this time. And you, you know, the day before you remind him that the day of, you know, you just, you make sure everything mm-hmm. is almost like OCD level of keeping it in check, you know, Monday through Friday, or even, you know, Saturday and Sunday sometimes, but you just want to make sure you have everything scheduled, whether it's on your phone or in the notebook, but you keep, keep everything to a level of uh, some, you know, maybe some OCD level of stuff, but it, it, it can be tough. It can be challenging, but it is a, uh, it is a lesson every day on uh, time management. I feel like. Who do you who do you start with on your Mondays? Which show do you start with and go from? Uh, usually, Kevin Sullivan is usually kind of the first thing I do, and then kind of goes from there. Um, Doctor Tom is usually like the, the same time every week, which is good, which is very helpful. Um, usually, trying to keep the guys at the same time, the same day, the same schedule. That's kind of key too. I know that isn't always ideal, especially with a lot of them traveling and doing conventions and and different signings, and even still working mm. once in a while. So. It could be uh, tricky sometimes, but you try to almost be a little bit ahead of the game too and, and make sure you have something in the can just in case they can't make it that week or something else happens to the schedule. Okay, so just this conversation alone, I've smiled generally like five to six times already. So this, 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 and we're just talking wrestling right now and, I, and I'm loving it here. As a professional, how, do, how can I justify as a grown man still loving wrestling you know it's so funny i think about that but then i think about there's older fans because the the actual like median age of wrestling fans is like 55 so i'm i'm 40 so it's like okay the guys that are 15 years older than me at least 15 years i mean if it's a median age it's probably goes into the 60s really of of fans so i was like i'm not that old you know i'm not not that old there's fans a lot older than me that that are you know (laughs) that that are are quote-unquote marks that still love the business so i was like i i i could still love the business at 40 i mean you see if you go to some shows you i see older fans i was at a show last month i saw mostly a lot of older fans were there so I you know I was like maybe I'm maybe I'm not that old to, to be a wrestling fan. I guess John, 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 are, you, are you are you one of those guys that sit ringside with the championship belt standing the entire uh, no entire no, no. show? Or what? No. I, I I try to sit back. I get the you know good seats, but I really don't like anybody in front of me, and you know I kind of like everybody behind me. So you know you get like I guess it's the mezzanine or whatever you call that that section where you're kind of uh, right. you're not bothered by anybody, but you could see the ring perfectly. Perfect. Perfect. Well, if anyone ever asked me that, if anyone ever asked me that question that Bell just asked, you know, I just tell them your favorite TV show is fake too. So, you know, live with it, right? Nothing on TV is real. Do you ever watch a reality show and at the end it it says writer? It's like, wait a second, it's a reality show. I mean, writer. It's crazy how people don't think about that, though. Like, so many people have been like, yeah, you know what? That's so fake, right? Well, you could probably make a case that wrestling is actually more real than any TV show because. You're actually taking these bumps. You're, you know what I mean. There's a lot of actual things That's going the on, whereas part, the TV is yep. just completely made up, right? So yeah, it's like I don't know about Tom Cruise. Although maybe I, Tom Cruise may be the exception because I think he does his own stunts, even though he's like sixty. <laughs> but I don't see him breaking his neck. You know what I mean? In, in the middle of the ring, <laughs> yeah. like these guys, Edge yeah. and Austin and Benoit and Kurt Angle. Yeah. I mean, they all legitimately broke their necks. So I mean, it's like uh, how fake is it, guys? I mean, anyone choreograph maybe stage a little, yes. But I mean, this is it's real i mean they're really taking the bumps yeah it's an art man that's that's an yeah. art form yep uh john 
some guests that you've had on your podcast, some big names. You uh, you want to name some? Get uh, get more people familiar with who you You're are. You're asking oh, to yeah. flex right now. You're asking oh, to flex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hulk Hogan, for sure. Definitely. Ric Flair, for Huge. sure, got to be up there. Sting, got to be up there. Uh, the aforementioned Goldberg was awesome to get him on. Oh, nice. Uh, Mick Foley had a, had a Mick was awesome. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler was awesome. It was just star-studded. Just yeah. Every oh, yeah. <laughs> Had Terry Funk out a few times. Love the Funk stuff. He's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, Kane a few times. He was good. Oh, oh I got to listen. Kane's yeah. my fa- Kane's Kane's probably my favorite all time. Just a character. So nice. I got to listen to the Kane ones if he's if he's on there. Love me some Kane. I don't know. I feel like sometimes underappreciated for some reason. You know what I mean? Oh. Like he he's been around the block for uh, twenty plus years, twenty five years in the biggest company. He was world champ. I mean, obviously Hall of Famer. Uh, can't sleep on him. He was great. I love Kane. And what's the so name I, that you that you haven't got yet that you want to get? Who's who's your who's your whale? Uh Bret Hart. And I've supposed to have him a few times, and it gets canceled. And this happens. That's a Bret Hart, definitely. And then probably number two, Rick Martell, just because he's so rare. Oh wow! Ooh, yeah, Rick, Rick Martell's very hard, man. It's, that's that's a that's a hard guy to guy to find right there. Yeah, he so. wants nothing to do with the business. It's crazy. What does that? What? I don't know. It's funny. About five years ago, I was talking to him, and I still have a voicemail because I missed the call and I had to call him back. So I still have the voicemail from about five years ago. He's just like, "Yeah, John, call me back. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't really need the business anymore because he does so. I think it's, it's real estate or something else, but he's so um, profitable in, in like, or maybe he's retired now because that was that was years ago. But he was making so much money away from the business, he kind of didn't need the business anymore. So he didn't really want to. Yeah, you know, he didn't want to uh, lean on it. I guess a lot of yeah. older guys would be like, "Oh, I can still do signings." He's like, "Well, I don't really need to. I don't really want to travel." And I know he had a knee uh, replacement surgery, so maybe he was walking a little gingerly. But man, it's, that was five years ago when he wasn't interested. It's like, man, by now you would think he would have changed his mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. am I am I remembering this wrong? Maybe, but doesn't Disco Inferno or maybe Conan or maybe both have some type of relationship with him? I thought he was on. Their pod not too long ago. No, I not as so far long. as I know. Not okay. yeah, not as far okay. as I know. He's a but unicorn, I, man. I know uh <laughs> some I know somebody well friendly with somebody that is very friendly with him and I was like, would he do a signing, like a virtual signing? He's like, nah, not interested. I was like, Oh my god, nothing. Jesus. <laughs> John, how how did you keep keep your composure with so many legends? You basically dealt with Mount Rushmore right there almost. How yeah, you're you talking to us youngsters, eh? It's funny. Some guys, like, I know you just get, have a certain calm when you're doing the interview. You got to stay professional, of course, at all costs. But beforehand, like Dusty Rhodes and, and Hogan were two big ones. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm interviewing these guys. Holy shit. And like, right, let's relax. You know, don't be a mark. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, and just do it. It's funny, Dusty, because I was like, and I just said it to him. I was like, ah, such a mark, such, you know, mark for you, such a big fan. He goes, no, baby. Call yourself a historian. You're not a Mark. You know, like, oh, all right. You know, if, if you said it. So when somebody calls me Mark, I'm like, yeah, well, Dusty said historian. So you know, maybe back off a little bit there. Yeah, you, got the backup. you got the backup. It's like there. that maneuver but, move, right? Yeah, yeah. With the, with the older wrestlers uh, kind of coming back, who is your who is your favorite return maybe in the last 10 years? Oh, man. Maybe it might be 
the Goldberg return, like we were talking about before with uh, Brock Lesnar, just because I didn't think he was coming back. And then it's like, okay, he gets Lesnar. So it's like, wow, he's going to get squashed. Like, man, like, you know what I mean? He's older and and he got and a he, year. And he didn't like working with uh, Lesnar. Like, in 03, 04, he didn't really. Right, right. They were, he was supposed to lose and he lost that match, right? No, he won. He won. And then well, they won it and then they were done. Yeah. Yeah, and then they were both gone. Yeah, so he just didn't like the reaction from it. But for years, him and Paul Heyman are, are very good friends, Goldberg and Heyman. So I mean, they probably kept close contact. Mm-hmm. And Heyman kind of sold it to Lesnar, like, "Hey, you know, we got Goldberg coming back. You kind of don't have anybody else to work with." Heyman's the best, man. Yeah. Heyman, oh, this guy. So Lesnar was like, "Yeah, you're right," and like he kind of sold it to him. It's like, man, he had that awesome return. Remember the Raw? The crowd was nuts. He's he's picking yeah. up sun out of the crowd. He's picking up fans out of the crowd i mean it was an awesome return it was such like a pure baby face moment and then he squashed lesnar which was shocking as all hell because brock you know he he could lose and he doesn't care about losing but getting squashed like that that never happens and then i feel like the wrestlemania match was awesome where lesnar got got the win back but i love the wrestlemania match too i mean they beat the living hell out of each other uh, in that redemption match. So, on, on both yeah on really good i know yeah. people were probably pissed off that he beat kevin owens in 20 seconds but owens wasn't drawing you know as champ that's why goldberg had to come back so it's like one of those things where business 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 you know you got to right. take the business and lesnar he wanted a job to him he wanted to work with him and, and Heyman was the one that set it up so i think the goldberg return was probably my favorite maybe just because i was shocked that he that he came back and then shocked again that he beat freaking lesnar uh, yeah i think i think mine was uh when edge came back from uh when he showed up to Royal, uh, the Royal Rumble. Edge has been pretty good, Leslie. Eh? Just out of nowhere, he's, he showed up in the Royal Rumble. I, I, to me, that was... I haven't been shocked in wrestling in a long time, but that was probably the biggest thing I've seen. It was like, there's no announcement. There was nothing. Just just showed up out of nowhere and the song hits, you know? He's been better than ever. I know people were saying he's been injured a lot, and but he looks like a million bucks. I mean, he's more ripped now you know, than he's ever yeah. been. He was always what kind of he, skinny. Like 50, 53 now? 55? 48 no i think no, he's 48 45 yeah 48 okay yeah. yeah i think he's 48 but it was just like holy shit he's like ripped i know i, I like his style but he seems like he's wrestling with a little bit more psychology um yeah. he's been a little bit more you know to, i guess still a punny he's been on edge like he's got a little bit more ferocity <laughs> with him i know he's been saying he calls it grit but he just see, i know he seems like he's been kind of better than ever I, i've been enjoying edge's return so let's flip it then so what about these young guys who's sticking out to you Who's someone we should be watching that people aren't seeing enough of? Um, well, I guess people are seeing enough of MJF, but I always enjoy him. I think he's good in ring, but he's such a good talker that his in-ring stuff kind of kind of gets overlooked. But I really like MJF a lot. Um, I've been really enjoying Solo Sokoa, and it could be just the way he's booked. I know been booked very strongly you know, he takes out kevin owens he's taking out this guy he's basically the reason why cody rose lost to mania but i've really been enjoying uh solo i like uh braun breaker rick rick steiner so i know rick has obviously got some controversy going now but i like braun breaker <laughs> i like mellow uh carmelo uh hayes in nxt there's a couple good uh, grayson waller in nxt i like he's a good young wrestler i feel like there's a couple young like for a while there was like oh, who's the next guy to kind of come up or that they're going to call from the roster like do they have anybody they're probably going to have to call like some of the old independent names and you know and bring them up but it feels like lately you know they've got you know carmelo um 
Rick Steiner's kid, uh, Bronson, um, or Bron Breaker, excuse me, um, Grayson Waller. They've got a bunch of guys in NXT that they could definitely call up. And then AEW, I don't know. It's almost like I like MJF. I like Darby Allen, but then there we go. That's the name. I yeah, want to hear. And, and then after that, I don't know. Like Jungle Boy's been okay, but he's got to show me something. Like he's not eliciting emotions you know what i mean darby gets like nuts and you know you kind of get into it just because it's like a human wrecking ball out there you almost like yeah, it's like the new jeff hardy where it's like well what the hell is this guy gonna jump off of next and you kind of get into Minus it but the duis well yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that goes without saying yeah darby i don't think he's gonna do any of that kind of or god willing doesn't do any of that kind of stuff like jeff did but i don't know mjf darby allen i there hasn't been too many other guys AEW, and they should be kind of um, generating a lot of these young guys. Actually, I like Powerhouse Hobbs too. Okay, all right, Powerhouse all right. Well, why why don't they use uh, Braun Breaker? Like, why don't they just use his last like the Steiner name? Like everyone knows it's Rick Steiner's so it, kid, but so weird. They were saying for a while that they liked that. Remember Cody Rhodes when he first came up, Randy Orton. Like they liked that for a while, and then for mm-hmm. some reason they just stopped. They're like, nope, you got to get over on, on your own without the name. So you're going to be Michael McGillicuddy, and then you're going to be Curtis Axel. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it couldn't have been Joe Hennig. Like the, come on, like that's just so. Right, right. so I'm like nope, you got to get over on your own merits. And but the part of the reason why you could get over a little bit quicker is if you use the name because people will have nostalgia or they have a good feeling about the name or they'll like the fact that you're somebody's kid. Like, it, I think that's a misstep. I, I don't like that. He should have just been Bronson Steiner or whatever. It just used that name. It's just so stupid to me. It makes no sense. It would have amplified it, I think, right? Maybe. Yeah, it would have helped it. Yeah, it just makes so stupid. It makes no sense. Now, with, um, you know, there's other companies that are kind of kicking around. You got the NWA, you got... Uh, uh, impact what what's going on with them like what why are they just kind of stuck in that you know i don't want to place them but pretty much third and fourth if you want to say it maybe even more behind why why are they so behind with uh with with, with their roster and just uh even getting to see them on you know on your pc or uh or phone or whatever like why is it so hard to watch those matches and shows when it should be very easy and accessible, right? It is weird because impact when you actually watch a show, like, okay, they have some pretty good talent. The shows are actually pretty good, but it's hard to get access TV. And you know, it's hard to actually see some of the shows when it's on fight, which is, you know, you got to order and you got to pay for it, but that's actually easier. Cause it's like two clicks. Boom. Oh, there's impact. Boom. The pay-per-view or whatever. And you, and you watch it. But to me, it's like access kind of kills them. I know that's kind of the parent company. That's really the company that kind of owns them, but that hurts them because that's just a limited audience. And like, I don't even get access. I used to, I think I used to get it. Now I don't get it anymore. Where I'm at in the Northeast, you just don't have it. So I think that's a yeah, problem. We get it either. We, we just get the fight network, right? Yeah. That's where yeah. Yeah, 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 I haven't yeah. seen that. <laughs> and like the NWA, they're on YouTube. They're off YouTube. They're, there's too much kind of, they're on fight. They're off fight. It's too much kind of flipping around MLW too. It's like they're on reels. They're not on reels. They're on vice. They're not on vice. It's just too much. Um, cluster it's just crazy it's like you got to get on a station where it's easily accessible to most of the public and really you know amplify yourself and, and kind of get out there i don't know why it just it's an impact i can't even explain it because it seems like they're doing everything you know that they they could be doing as far as publicity and promoting the shows and putting on good shows and having a good roster but 
it could be the access TV thing where most of the people just don't have it and just don't see it. And that's why they're only what were they on before they used to be like back. Like, was this well, they, they used to, they used to be on Spike, Spike TV? Yeah, yeah, Spike yeah, TV. That's, that's when they had the money yeah. and everything, right? Like for me, what back, back in the day, like when I went just watching WWE, like because it would come on late, Impact would come on later. And um, when it was on, like you know, the six sided thing, first I didn't like it, but then like over and like over time, like I honestly started liking it. And and people forget, like they had a really good roster. Obviously, some people are coming from. WWE and getting picked up, but there was legends on that roster that were like, like at certain times there would be five to ten just like legendary guys on the roster, right? So like, I don't know why they're doing it. The TV thing is kind of messing them up, but I guess it's a lot of money, right? Maybe they're maybe they don't want to give up that TV money. Well, remember, Man. like WWE yeah. held the monopoly for a long time. It wasn't until Tony came in with house money really to get that league started. Yeah, and it sucks because Spike TV, which is now Paramount, they apparently wanted to buy Impact and put it on their network, much like the Viacom did with Bellator, where they're kind of on their networks and they own a piece of it. So Dixie didn't want to do that, then all of a sudden that lost it, then they did, you know basically lost the TV deal, and they kind of went on to like weird networks that you almost never heard of, like uh, was it Project America, whatever that one weird. <laughs> station was that they were on like that nobody had it yet it was like wow what the hell it's just weird and then all of a sudden when um the company that bought it now you know which basically parent company for access it's like okay they put it on their network and they kind of control it and it gets maybe the best rating on their network but it's only a hundred thousand people it's just man they just missed an opportunity when on spike i mean at one point they were doing two million people watching it and Hogan and Sting and Flair and AJ Styles and, and Hardys and everything else. It just, man, they, they just, you know, fell a while from there and they're kind of recouping, but it just stinks. Nobody can see it. Yeah. It's, it's hard, it's hard to recover from something like that. Right. One last question before I shut up after this, what is the favorite era and favorite match of all time for you, John? Ooh, that's a tough one. Definitely favorite era, which I do a podcast, which is the Hogan era, talking about 1984 to 1993. WWF, basically Hogan, you know, when he wins the title from Sheik and then when he loses to Yoko and then leaves that summer, that's kind of my my era. I mean, I love WCW, though, with the NWO there kicking ass. I just love that era, Amen. too. But the uh, that Hogan era, man, I grew up in it. just uh, something special. There's so many good Hogan matches that I love. There's this awesome Desert Storm match from 91 from MSG <laughs> for the title where it's literally blood. Like what you wouldn't expect from a Hogan era match. First of all, army fatigue. Awesome. If you remember That's that right. awesome gas mask that Hogan has on, <laughs> that match is just so awesome. Uh, Slaughter is taking crazy bumps. Chairs. Um, they're using uh, the fire to the eyes. They're using powder. They're everything you could think of like that you wouldn't think of in a 1991 Hogan match. It's basically a hardcore match that they go all, all out for. And, and Hogan defends his title and, you know, he puts Sheik in the camel clutch and Adnan throws in the towel, a little homage to, mm -hmm. you know, about seven years earlier when uh, Sheiky baby, uh, you know, it gets the th the towel thrown in with uh, with Bobby Backlund and, and Arnold Skolan. So I, I love that. 91 Hogan slaughter, but there's so many good Hogan matches that I, that I love from that era. Him and Savage, even him and Warrior, I really like. It just know, That era to me, I guess because I grew up on it, I love him. So nostalgic about it. The golden era. Boys, you got any, yeah. you got any more questions yeah. before I uh, 
We wrap well, up John, I know I know you're plugged in, and you've got you've been going over a bunch of interviews. You've got your weekly pods. What's a piece of wrestling news that that we should be up on, or something that surprised you recently? Something that you've heard recently that's kind of caught you off guard? Oh, good question. Um, oh, I have to think about that. It's funny when like you look at just the wrestling in general, like the, the landscape of it. So many different guys are breaking stories now. So there's like leaks, like faucets, you know what I mean? Like there's so many leaks out there. Like I, I was just seeing today, like raw, so many people can't make it there, but it was so many different of who couldn't make it there. And they all could make it there. But that means like this person's leaking it to this person, like riddle was leaked that he could make it raw. Then Zane was leaked that he could make all these different, stories were like like it's like wow so many people have um like their own leaks and the, their own stories so sometimes i feel like oh man like guys that i'm friendly with oh maybe i should reach out and become a, a leak <laughs> right. myself and just you know yeah. you know start reporting things but to me it's funny it's like of all the leaks and, and like all that stuff happens like the cm punk stuff nobody still has gotten the story right like about it and what happened so to me it's like man of all the craziness and everything that's going on and people literally just random leaks of who can't make it the raw and it's all true and like trish is turning heel which was pretty obvious but that was leaked and that leader was gonna have a fake injury was leaked like all this little stuff gets leaked but we still haven't gotten the the true story on punk and i even know some people that were backstage and kind of have their story of it but then you listen to somebody else's story and it's a little bit different so we still haven't gotten that story out there. And I thought maybe this AEW all access show would do it. And all they do is vaguely talk about it. So are we ever going to get the, the real truth behind what happened with the uh, punk Omega and the bucks? I don't know. Jeez. Hey, that's if he, if he comes you know, back, it's gotta be, story, right? well, if he comes back, it's gotta be at this Wembley show though. Right? Like there's no, and it's way gotta to be play. Omega. That's like the dream match. People were talking about like their guy. I mean, AEW, that guy is Omega. And like the big surprise guy that brought the millions, you know, and sold, you know, God knows how many t-shirts when he first came back and sold out the United center on basically a rumor that he was going to show up. Like <laughs> kind of the, the big name that you could have out there that may have, may generate the most amount of heat right now too, against their guy, the AEW guy, the guy that he, you know, may have had a buddy of his sucker punch and bite and throw a chair in the locker room. Like, that, that, that is the, that to me is the big match and you got to bring him back for Wimbley. He's the uncrowned champion. He never lost the title. I feel like you got to bring him back and sell those fans out for Wimbley. Right. Like Omega, that Omega's, our, Omega's our guy, man. He, he's a Winnipeg guy. So we're from Winnipeg. So uh, I don't Omega's get always our guy. I don't get what people hate on him. Like when you hear like the, you know, the, the, the Bitter, maybe the quote unquote bitter old podcasters, uh, rip it on him that are like, Oh, I don't get it. To me, I don't know. He's awesome. He's the guy for them. And maybe he hasn't been booked yeah. right. Maybe that's the problem, but he's awesome. It's yeah, his his matches are great. I just I just think maybe the the mic work, uh I think he maybe he doesn't uh, you know amplify the uh the conversations. It sounds like he's just talking as him. Maybe that might be the issue, but that would be yeah. That would be the only thing. It's like oh, Omega just needs to work in his mic work, but you can't say he's not one of the top five in the world in ring. You know, oh, definitely yeah. top three, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. B, you got anything else before we uh, close the show here? No, that's it, man. This is this is great. Yeah, Bell, you good? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, I am good now that you've got me thinking about the whole punk coming back at Wembley. <laughs> now you can get the factions. It could almost be like an NWO thing. Who's on Punk side? Who's on Omega's side? 
And yeah, I mean, and also, John, like, do you have any information at all about AEW Fight Forever? No, no. It's, what is going on? <laughs> no one that? does. No one yeah, has any so information funny, yeah. on that game. I Even just the jumped... developer have no idea what's going on. I just on. joined oh, yeah. a subreddit to try to get as much information about this game as I can. I won't lie. I won't lie. I've been waiting maybe for this they for just so don't, long. Maybe they just don't want to get it out there. But the thing is, they spent so much money on it, you got to get it out there and start turning a profit on it. Get out of the red. Yeah, make- so, John, I told Bell, I told him, so he was mentioning this game probably a year ago, whenever they first mentioned it. And for some reason out of the blue, I told him, I'm going to tell you one thing. He was like, what are you going to tell me? I was like, this game is never coming out. And he was like, what? I was like, I'm going to tell you right now, the game's never coming out. And ever since then, it's just been cancellation here, move the date back here. So it's kind of a running joke. And uh, I think somebody leaked you that, that info. I feel like you knew and somebody leaked it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The forums, those forums let me know. Because I don't the, think the it was a year ago. I think it was leak. Right? Wasn't it a few years ago now? Yeah, it definitely. Years. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been a minute. They say though, once again, internet rumors. It's it's they've been waiting on the the rating. They've got everything in place. It's coming the rating soon. Yeah, there was a whole whole mix up. Too much blood. All this kind of stuff. Well, whatever, that, whatever, whatever. Outdated. They go mainstream. The roster is probably so outdated in that game. The only decent guy is probably uh, Dustin Roseman. He's probably just a ninety now, just because. By default, they had to give him a good rating, right? So, John, did you uh, have you did you ever play any of the games or anything growing up? Oh yeah, I used to love the, the old school games, um, like the Nintendo sixty four games were cool. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah. Even like WCW versus NWO, the WCW versus the World, all that stuff. I used to love the Sega Genesis, uh, Sega Genesis, the Royal Rumble, and you know all the old school games for sure. None of the new school like WWE Two K. I haven't played because I haven't really played video games in God knows how long. Just basically whatever my son wants, but like Super Mario and stuff like that. But we I haven't played wrestling games in a while. But it's funny. It's like wow, okay, cool. Maybe there's a, another going to be like almost like an old school WCW NWO game with this AEW game. It's like well, it's never coming out, so I'll never find out. <laughs> <laughs> now you know my pain. Now you know my pain. That's exactly. And they changed the, the cover too. Remember the cover had punk on it. Now it doesn't have punk on it. Yeah. Like Jane Cargill's in the cover now. It's like it's completely different than when it originally. A lot of legal. A lot of legal. Yep. Listen, hey, great. John, Thank you again for fitting us in your schedule, you. man. I have I have eight billion more questions, but we're gonna leave it here. Uh, we would love to have you on again. Sure. Uh, John Paws of uh, the Two Man Power Trip. Check out his uh, podcasts. Check out all of his interviews, just like what he mentioned. Uh, again, John, thank you again for, uh, you know, I think I just, I talked to you two days ago. So, you know, you're, uh, you're an amazing uh, human being. So thank you again and keep up the good content. We, uh, we love the, everything that you do about wrestling. So uh, we're huge fans of you. So thank you guys. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you guys very much. Loved thank it. You. Okay. So I'm going to 